Welcome to the Nine Moms Podcast. My name is Phineas, and this is my mama's podcast, and, and here she is. Hi guys, before we get into today's episode, here are a few little ways that you can support this podcast and the recording of all these beautiful birth stories. You can go to Instagram and follow me at Nine Months Podcast. You can give me some likes there. And if you are listening in to the podcast on your phone, you can take a screenshot and share that you are listening to that episode with me and tag me in it at nine months podcast and I will reshare and we can help spread the word that the podcast exists to other people you can head to patreon.com slash nine months podcast and become a patron there and help me support the work that I do here you can also head to asana etc.com this is a-s-a-n-a etc.com which is an online platform of yoga movement and meditation that I also run and on that platform there is prenatal and postpartum yoga videos that you can practice with with me um, that are pre-recorded and you can use the promo code I love yoga one word capital letters for 30 day free trial so please go ahead and support me any way that you can so I can continue doing this beautiful work for this community. Uh, and please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any comments or any any feedback or any reviews for me, please go to the um, apps where you listen to the pod and give me a rating there or send me a message at the nine months podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and now let's get into today's episode. Hi, hi, hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the 9 Months Podcast and this episode today is number 40, 4040 birth stories that I've recorded, actually even more than 40 because there's lots of siblings so lots of babies, lots of stories, lots of mamas and papas and birthing humans out there who have come on and shared their beautiful journeys with us here on the podcast. So thank you so much for that. If you are looking for a specific kind of birth story, you can head to the directory. It's just ninemonthspodcast.com slash directory. And you can just look up if you're looking for something specific right there. And yeah, that's all. <laughs> That's all for that I have to share today. What else should I share before we start? I um, oh, I'm in my one of my yoga studios recording today because my house is full of people and I have so many jobs to do around the city today. So I just thought I'd bring my recording equipment down. So I think maybe it's a little bit echoey, but I know that you guys don't really tune into this. Um, podcast because of the beautiful audio quality but because of the beautiful stories so I hope that's all right um yeah and today I have a special story for you guys all the stories are special this one we've never 
there's many things that come up in these in this story that we've never talked about before. Um, it's also a partner birth story, so it is both uh, partners. So this time it's Melanie and Tobias from Sweden that will be sharing their births with their two little ones, Aurora and Indigo. And they are traveling, so they're not in Sweden and they have given birth in Bali and in Spain and gone about things maybe a little bit differently um, in regards to um, having home births and not birthing in the place where where they come from and seeking out uh, other kinds of methods and help that they wanted in their in their births. Um, we're going to be talking about elimination communication. And if you don't know what that means, you're going to have to listen a little bit and hear them explain. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about a lotus birth also, where the placenta stays connected to the baby until it falls off naturally. Um, and a lot of these uh, little things that maybe aren't really available when we do a, a hospital birth um, because of procedures and and um, and rules and regulations and stuff but um, yeah we also discussed that this kind of birth uh, birthing experience that they had are maybe not for everyone uh, but it's so important that we birth the way that we want to or the way that we would like to set up um, our journey towards giving birth and and I think that they they really show that it's a possibility to to go about it any way that we would like um, as much as we can decide and not the baby right um, yeah and and also it's it's quite nice to have uh, the partner on the podcast again we've had that before with Marissa and Kez I don't remember which number in the order that was but you can find there their birth story also on the directory but it's nice to hear both partners um, sides of of how they experienced um, the births and uh, Tobias also shares generously at the end of the episode just how important it is to be involved um, as a birthing partner and how much uh, you can support your birthing partner by just reading up on on everything and preparing yourself for these big events um, in life so yes without further ado I'm gonna let Tobias and Melanie do the rest of the talking um, there's a little bit of noise in the background because there's children but um, it's all fine but you'll hear them sometimes in the background also all right, you guys, welcome to the podcast, Melanie and Tobias. Hi, Melanie, and hi, Tobias, and welcome to the Nine Months Podcast. Nice to have you guys today. Thank you. Would you like to start by introducing yourselves and who's in your family and what you guys do in life? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I am uh, Tobias, uh, I'm 40 years old, I'm from Sweden from the very north of Sweden, a small town called Buden. And I'm Melanie, and I'm 35 years old, and I'm from Eskilstuna. It's more south than Tobias, uh, close to the capital city, Stockholm. And uh, 
we go under the name of the Love Conscious Family and we've been traveling uh, now for nine years where we gave up everything and wanted to have more freedom in life and uh, explore the world in the terms of collecting memories and other things in life. So we started nine years ago. Uh, we were then living in Nor Norway, in Oslo, and we just uh, gave up everything, sold everything or gave it away. And just with one backpack each, uh, you started traveling. Because uh, we wanted to, we were working quite hard uh, and we didn't see each other so much. So uh, we, uh, we wanted to be closer to each other and uh, do the things we loved in life. Yeah, because we both love traveling and we've been living in different countries. Uh, like Tobias have been living in uh, New Zealand and in Australia and I've been living in the uh, US. So we both really loved traveling and wanted to see more of the world. That's a wonderful thing to do with your life, isn't it? <laughs> That's great. And where are you guys now? And now we are in Spain, um, mm -hmm. uh, close to Alicante. Yeah, in a town around the 10 uh, minutes outside Torrevieja, more south of Torrevieja. That sounds really nice. And... Um, and how long, how long do you guys spend in each place? Just for my own curiosity here. <laughs> it really depends. Um, sometimes we are um, just a couple of weeks. But now when we have kids, it's usually a couple of months at least in one, one place because it's just easier with kids. Uh, so not to just travel around all the time. So just have a base in a way, a couple of months. Yeah, I hear you. Well... Would you guys then like to start um, with your journey to becoming pregnant then? Because that must have happened when you were on the road, right? When did you decide to that it was time or, or did you decide that it was time to have a baby? Um, so <clears throat> uh, by then we were actually in Sweden. Uh, we were staying there uh, for a short while um, and we... Um, um, we didn't know that I was pregnant, so uh, I was first to um, have a cold, and then a week after I had I started, the cold had finished, um, I started like be nausea, like uh, I was feeling really weird, and I was tired and really low energy, and I was like, "Am I going? Am I sick again, uh, or is having I'm catch a cold again?" and um, and also, like, uh, you remember, I remember you said, because uh, Melanie was working extra in, like, a, uh, as a spa, ter spa therapist, uh, and uh, one of her uh, customers said, uh, uh, you are pregnant or something. Well, she said, oh, are you pregnant? Or did yeah, she said something. She didn't, <laughs> I, because I haven't told her that I was feeling nausea or anything, but she just looked at me and said, are you pregnant? And I was like, no. <laughs> he came home uh, to me and said, a lady said I was pregnant and we asked, ha ha ha, well, that's funny, you know. <laughs> Not uh, mm -hmm. really like we, we didn't, we thought it was a joke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people have that intuition, don't they? They just look at you and they're like, hmm, this person's pregnant. That's great. And how did you find out then? Oh, I took a test. I didn't tell Tobias. <laughs> I took a test. 
Um, so I thought I was pregnant, when, but we were about to go to um, um, Estonia to. Um, um, so I didn't want to sell him before. <laughs> so and then after we came back, I just. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know, would I, did I hide it in the sofa or something? And I said, Yeah, look so at, under a pillow. Uh, you can look there, and uh, then he saw, saw the test. So, and then because uh, if we roll back a little bit, uh, because then we were starting to plan where we're going to give birth. So, the first place we went to uh, when uh, we met, like a week, two weeks after we met, uh, we flew to Bali. So, and there, it was not the first time, but the second time we were in Bali, because Bali always brings you back in a way. Um, Bali, uh, so then we met at uh, Ibu Robin Lim. She have a birthing clinic in Bali. And we fell, in, cool. we, we fell in love with uh, just... Yeah, yeah. Amazing birth clinic, amazing person, Ibu Robin Lim, amazing midwife that have uh, lots of home births and uh, uh, birth center births uh, at her birth center. Uh, she's quite a famous uh, midwife. And you said, <laughs> if we ever gonna do a birth, we're going to have a home birth and it's gonna be in Bali. And I said, yeah, definitely, no doubt about it. Oh, so you guys thought about this before you before you even thought of having children, that we, we would go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like if, <laughs> Five years before or something. Yeah, I think it was five years before. Oh, great. And uh, and um, it was five years before. And because I have always wanted to have home birth, like since I was like 15 or something. If I get kids, mm-hmm. I want to have a home birth, I said. Oh, that's nice. And and so you guys just, when you found out that you were pregnant, you just went to Bali straight away? or? So when we found out that I was pregnant, uh, we... Um, we started planning to give birth in Bali and uh, we didn't tell anybody because <laughs> they didn't know and um, our our parents thought we oh now they're settling down now they are like some going to find a house in Sweden or settle down now they because they don't have kids and then two weeks before uh, we were flying to Bali we told them oh by the way we are flying to Bali in two weeks and gonna give birth there mm-hmm. we're like what <laughs> and that was during the same time at Mont Angong you know the volcano in Bali was uh, very active so they wasn't super happy <laughs> because it was so much about the volcano and what could happen and before it had a big um, big eruption so I mean so they were quite uh, quite worried actually yeah and and so how many how many weeks were you when you when you went there uh, I think it was two months left of the pregnancy I think it was like 36 weeks or something 30 yeah. no maybe 35 weeks was it like two weeks before it's too late to fly or something? yeah I think so and how was it flying being being so pregnant for so long it was so okay long. I was uh, I was uh, really I had a really good pregnancy uh, so, mm-hmm. but I had some, I, the two weeks latest, like the two weeks in Sweden, the last two weeks in Sweden, I had, I had um, got some, uh, I don't know what's in English. Try in Swedish and I'll try to help you. <laughs> Forlossning. Forlossning, like, um, oh goodness, 
that is a <laughs> it's when the joints sort of come apart a little bit now I'm losing the English term we'll find out but the joints come apart a bit and, and it hurts quite a bit right yeah so I had that and um and then so it was hard to walk it was like really painful mm. so it was so nice to come to warm climates and this it took like maybe 20 hours and it was all gone after like 20 hours and I was like whoa I can walk again because I really enjoyed like walking doing yoga and everything so and then when I had that the last two weeks like it was so painful so I couldn't do anything and uh, I was so miserable so I thought wow now I can enjoy my last two months of pregnancy again mm-hmm. uh, just stretching and doing yoga and walking again so it was fantastic to come to a warm climate yeah it makes a big difference doesn't it so when when you were in Sweden, um, would you like to talk us through like what kind of care you had in the pregnancy leading up to the trip? Did you see a midwife or or how does it work in Sweden? Uh, yeah, we saw we saw a midwife um, because we were in Stockholm that time. So we saw a midwife in Stockholm. Um, and also we did an ultrasound because we just wanted to see that everything was okay because we were going flying to Bali and giving birth there we we just wanted to see that everything was okay with the baby so we did uh, ultrasound at week 20 I think yeah yeah and it was amazing because then you actually could grip it also that uh, we are actually going to have a baby it looks like this and it was uh, amazingly clear pictures and also in one of the pictures it looks like uh, uh, Aurora was uh, waving to us or something. It was mm-hmm. a super, super clear picture. I've never seen these clear pictures before. Yeah, she was really like, we, because we told her we always were talking to the belly and talked. We didn't know if it was a boy or girl, so we were always, always talking to the belly and explaining everywhere we're going and what we're doing. So, and we told her, like, now you have to, like, so they can see you and look at you, like, you have to be still. <laughs> And be at your best, like, and she and she did that. She was like waving. She was like, oh, now I want to look this, and was, she was like showing. She was like, she was understanding what they wanted to do, and she was like, okay, now I'm gonna show my best. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So, um, so then you arrive in Bali, and and you go. Um, did you plan the care before, or did you arrive and and show up and and ask for it, or we knew that we wanted to give like have a home birth there so we started talking to the um, uh, robin that's have the birthing clinic but we already had before we went we had contact with both robin yeah, and, and uh, uh, the other midwife that we wanted to have she was not really she didn't know if she because she was going to she see her sister was coming and she was going on a vacation yeah like was it two weeks before due date yeah two weeks before due date um so but we we had a backup if she couldn't come and um and what kind of what kind of care did you receive there then did they just like set you up and and um, make no, you feel comfortable we, uh, because we flew there and we always fly there just taking a like a week, one week or a hotel and then we go around and look for a place to stay because then it's easier to see how the place is then looking at online so we always when we go fly to Bali we take a week in a hotel and uh, we we fly uh, or I mean we we just walk around and look at places so we landed in Bali we took maybe one day off like really just relaxing after the flight 
and then we started looking, rented a motorbike and started looking for places we want to stay. Mm. And because they said the midwife said it's, it's just uh, just to take your time, you find a place first, and then you can come here. But we didn't mm. actually we didn't we were looking and looking and looking. We didn't find the perfect place because now when you're pregnant and you want to find like a you have to like the house has to be have a, like energy like when you were giving birth that you're gonna be feel secure and uh, I mean have so we, it was hard to find for us to find the perfect place. We're looking at many properties, mm-hmm. so it actually took us a month. <laughs> so it's only a month mm-hmm. left of the pregnancy when we found the house that we wanted to move into. So it was a little bit mm-hmm. stressful. Just that month, uh, the first month in Bali was really stressful uh, because we were running around so much and like, we couldn't really enjoy the pregnancy because we were, we were always uh, running around looking for places to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also went to the birthing clinic. They started uh, to do tests, um, or they they took and also doing like it's called Happy Baby. They do like um, um, acupuncture, so they do like mm-hmm. they put some needles in just for I think it's I don't know, but it's just relaxing. I think because they call it Happy Baby. Um, yeah. So I started doing that. Also, every time I went for a checkup, I also did. I was uh, had to wait a little bit, but um, but then um, uh, I did that also. And also, they prescribed. Um, they gave out what's this spirulina tablets yeah. and, for uh, every pregnant, and they had also omega three, so they were giving that to all the pregnant uh, pregnant ladies. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also they were quite. Uh, they wanted to have quite good control, so every time we went there to have a acupuncture you first had to have a checkup so even if you went uh, two weeks uh, I mean two times a week you have checkup every time just before you had uh, the uh, acupuncture uh, treatment that's really nice and did you have you mentioned that you had one that you really wanted one midwife that you really wanted or was there a team and you got to meet everyone or no uh, we met the other one she's from Canada we met her I think it was like one month left of the pregnancy or something. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, contacted during uh, we had like in Sweden uh, through Facebook, and after that we met her. Yeah, one month, and then we she were going for vacation with her sister. Yeah, but she came, and then she came also. I think it was like a week before we were going to give birth. We just because we were asking about the birthing pool and. Um, checklist so then she gave us a checklist what everything we need to have before the birth uh, because there was mm. a lot of things you had to prepare uh, to have at your home before the birth and also she came on a house visit uh, to just see everything and explain and uh, where she like said maybe you can have the pool here and uh, but the funny thing was, um, or it's a worrying, <laughs> worrying thing, was uh, that uh, one lady before us, she had a birthing pool because they only had two birthing pools, but one was not really, really good. The other one was better. Um, so, uh, and she was actually in labor like 50, I think it was 54 hours or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it took a long time. And, but then we got the pool, was it like the day before? Two yeah, days two days before, yeah. The bird. <laughs> so we had it. When I had that at home, I was like, okay, now I can relax more. 
because there's like yeah. word. And Aurora and Aurora went over two days, so we actually yeah. got the pool on the <laughs> due date. So did you go into labor on your own? Uh, yes. Um, I was. Uh, we were home. Uh, I think it was like eleven at night the day before, and I was like started to feel something. Uh, it was not like a contraction, but I was like feeling something is like happening. <laughs> And um, I went to the toilet and um, it was called mucus plug yeah. Um, yeah. came and I wrote to the midwives and, and sent a photo and it was like, yeah, maybe it's like starting. So we went to bed and I slept the whole night. Um, mm-hmm. I maybe wake, woke up one time to go to the toilet, but I was I slept the whole night and I woke up in the morning and took some photos of the belly. Maybe it's this last, last time. And we had breakfast, and it was called the midwife. Maybe we're just gonna go for a walk. So we we didn't want to drive anywhere with the motorbike, so we just planned. Okay, we we just walk outside the house, just around the, the block around, and we went for a walk. We came home, and to be as so we I said when I give birth, I want to have my favorite fruit. Our favorite fruit is durian. Durian. <laughs> really. So, so I said, okay, that's a good way to um, like fuel up on a, like a good energy before the birth. So Tobias went out to the motorbike and I was searching for the best durian, and uh, then he came home with like six or uh, seven durians. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and I said in the store, wow. you need to hurry up because we're gonna have a lab. And they, oh, we're very excited. Oh, very good eating durian before birth. Very good, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and we had like a big durian feast. We're sitting there. And still, I didn't have some. I was, I had some contractions, but they were not really hard. No, no, it was. No, they we were really light, like construction. Um, so it didn't hurt anything. I just feel the belly was getting hard. And then the midwives came. Actually, I, I forgot to tell you the. We were supposed to have two midwives. The birthing, they had that birthing clinic, Robin Ibe Robin Lim, and uh, and the one from Canada, Lien. But then actually a Swedish girl was there uh, volunteering for a month and she, because uh, then we got connect, um, they connected us and she said, asked us, can I also be at your birth? So actually we had three midwives <laughs> at the birth. Oh, that's so nice. And it felt very safe, uh, you know, uh, when you're Swedish speaking, you maybe not know all the words and maybe not uh, easiest way to explain in English, especially maybe during that, uh, you know, during a labor when you're gonna find the right words fast. So it felt very yeah. safe uh, to have someone that could speak your mother language as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So around two o'clock, uh, she and the founder came, Ibu, and she, they checked me, and I was four centimeters open. And they said, "Oh, and you don't have any like big construction uh, con- constructions. Uh, mm. uh, so um, maybe do you want us to come back, or should we stay?" And then they decided that Swedish, the Swedish girl, was gonna stay. So she stayed with us, and she gave me some acupuncture. Yeah, we were like stretching a little bit. She gave us gave me some acupuncture just for relaxing. And we were just hanging out there and and then around 4.30, I think it started yeah. to have like more painful. It was starting to be more painful. So we said, okay, maybe we should just fill up the pool. 
so we started filling up the pool, but we didn't have so big a water tank in uh, there. So after like one third of the pool was filled, uh, we had to start boiling water. Mm-hmm. And by that time, the also. By that time, also the other uh, Ibero Melin, the founder, came also. So they were picking flowers from the garden to put in the pool. So they, uh, and then uh, when it was almost filled up, so that I could jump into the pool, and it was so nice to be in the warm water. So that time, I think it was like five thirty or something. Uh, oh, four thirty, I think it was something. Or oh, five, maybe around five. I jumped in the pool. And then it was sitting pool. It was so nice to come into the warm water and just, uh, it was really, I didn't think it was going to be so relaxed, but it was really nice to just, and it, mm. the, if you have a, like been in a working pool, it's like the floor is a little bit soft. So it's like nice to <laughs> sit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it was really, I mean, it was really nice. And after that also the other the third midwives came. Uh, so they were mostly like in the other room, like in the, one of the bedrooms eating snacks because we had we had a villa with two bedrooms and in the middle it was like open space. So it was like roof over, but it was like outside and I wanted to, it was like a kitchen and living room and there we put the pool, uh, put the birthing pool so I could have that view over the garden, the pool. And so I was half outside, but it was on the, the roof. So it was really nice. And it's starting to get dark because the Bali starts getting dark around six. So it's starting to get mm. dark and it was really like magical. And in the middle of the birth also the... It yeah, called... in Bali they have like, uh, they top up, like we top up our cell phone. Uh, they top up their electricity. So they pay a certain amount and when it's gone, it's gone. Uh, and you have to like uh, reload it you are some mobile app or something uh, so mm. uh, yeah in the middle of the bird everything got quiet pitch black because the ele- electricity had gone off it was no money left on the electricity so I had to call the landlord and said you have to get your stuff very fast to come here and top up the electricity because uh, we <laughs> we have pitch black we are in the middle of a labor and uh, they come around 10 minutes uh, after, but uh, during that period that felt like an hour, it was also, it's been on, uh, uh, in one of the nearby temple, it's been a, what's called a ritual um, uh, for a week for the god uh, Vishnu. So they were chanting mantras 24 seven. So it was quite, magical spiritual moment when it was pitch black it was also silence. and it was also like thunder yeah thunder <laughs> with lightning and you hear this uh you know these mantras from that temple that was that was everything you hear the midwives uh, find some candles they were lighting up so it was quite magical moment yeah that sounds beautiful yeah, it was really nice you hear just the mantras and the thunder lightning around so because I had a, like a playlist we did before the birth, everything was stopped. But it was like nice to have the mantras for a while. Mm. Oh, that sounds really, really wonderful. It sounds like a birth that everybody should be able to experience. <laughs> yeah, it was so magical. Uh, yeah. And then we continue um, laying in the pool. The, I drink some coconut water. 
Had some yakrut. Yeah, not so much yakrut. I couldn't <laughs> really eat. And I wanted Tobias to be really close by. I was like, you have to be close by. Like, I didn't want him to go far away, but I didn't want him to, like, touch me too much. But I was just wanted to be in my own zone. But you, you can't go anything. And we were actually filming the whole bird also. But I didn't want him to check the camera because I wanted to have him close by. Yeah, she wanted, okay, can you give me some coconut water? And it was like three meters away to the fridge. And she had, no, you have to be one meter in front of you. And you try to, you know, stretch your arms like you were a rubber man or something to be close. And at the same time, go to the, <laughs> to the fridge and uh, bring some coconut water. But they didn't check me so much uh, how open I was after that. Um, uh, they just listened to the heartbeat and that everything was okay. And mm. so we had three midwives there. They used to come and check sometimes, and they were in the other, in the bedroom, just eating snacks and <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. And, and I was just there uh, sometimes. Yeah, can you go and see the midwives? And that's okay. Oh, is this okay? Does this sound good? You know, and just oh yeah, no worries. You know, just to be with your uh, girlfriend, and uh, you know, they were not so because you know they are so used to all birds but when it was first time for me just okay they are sitting in there eating snacks but uh, later on in the, in the label I understood you know the whole process of uh, the birth then I understand what they were you know so relaxed but first time you know being a parent being a label it was uh, uh, quite nervous and amazing at the same time. Mm, yeah I love that about midwives how they are they're medical professionals but they're also just so calm and they know that birth yeah. is not a medical emergency they're just there to witness and support and it's it's a it's a really it's a really magical thing that they have uh, that they learn and I don't know how they learn it but um, it sounds perfect yeah. so we had also we had like I think it was five minutes to a hospital and they said also to me like it's easier for us if we can do it here then transfer you to a hospital is like more effort for us. So it's for us, it's easier to if it's not like really, really emergency to just fix it in the villa. Oh, that's good. But you had then a backup hospital if, if anything, if you needed it. Yeah. yeah. And they had us also ambulance because her, I think it's her husband drives it. Yeah, yeah. The founder's husband. So, and then we they, uh, continued and then. Um, after a while, it's like, oh, you know, you know, this uh, feels like you're gonna up. throw up, but uh, downwards in a way, like, oh, what is this? Like, because then it's not so painful anymore. Like, it's like some, it's like a other, like, some other energy. Is I start like doing these weird sounds, mm -hmm. and it's like, and then the midwives came and they were like. And they said, because I was always like saying to them, how far is it? How far is it before? Is, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this. Like, how far is it before the baby comes? And they're like, oh, it's, it's going to come soon. It's going to come soon. And it was like, I, it, was it was like weird feeling because it was, was feeling like I was outside my own body and looking at myself in the pool sometimes. It's like a really weird feeling because I was like, uh, looking at myself, um, I didn't have that in the other bird, but this bird I had like, it was like a spiritual thing. I was like outside looking at myself, but also in, inside my body in a way. Um, Maybe it's the high energy and spiritual connection that it is in Bali. Uh, it maybe helped you some 
in some way also you know to get that experience and then um, and then uh, because the water didn't the water never breaks with aurora uh, so um, i was in the pool and then uh, the head came out and when the head came out i think the water also breaked or something because it came a lot of blood so i was mm-hmm. like in the pool but then they said i have to, you have to be transferred do you have a sofa next to it so they transferred me with a head hanging behind in next to my <laughs> like between my legs and they transferred me to the sofa because they said uh, because it came so much blood they couldn't see in the water how much blood it was uh, it was something mm-hmm. and then aurora um, was born um, on the sofa and they just put, took because she had all, all um, her what's it called the sack the you know when it, uh, when you are born in uh, or in cow and at cowl it's called cowl but i don't know what the sack is called yeah, yeah. so it was lifting over lifting it over like over her so because she was in the sack still but no water so they just lift it up uh, lift it away and then she could come on my chest yeah mm. and it was quite because we didn't know what was happening because they asked okay you have to stand up and then they said to me okay uh, stand uh, in front of melanie hold her hand and uh, uh, look at her and he asked okay what is going on what's happening uh, and uh, then it was so releasing when uh, the baby came out uh, a couple of seconds later yeah because but I, none of us saw actually when aurora came out no uh, because i was laying in there because and then after the birth i was really really i feel like i was dizzy because i i lost some blood um so i, was, I felt like i'm gonna like um fall asleep so i was trying to hold my uh, eyes open like and i had her in my chest i was like trying to hold my eyes open because i you know, i just wanted to fall asleep <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because i've been to the pool then uh, from like five to she was born at 9 22 so around four and a half hours in the pool uh, but but they said um, my body was so ready to um, birth, so that's why the blood came because the placenta was already getting loose. So the placenta came like after her, it came like maybe two minutes after, like boop, <laughs> uh, straight away almost like after Aurora was born, she, uh, the placenta came out. Mm. And then you had a piece of it. Yeah, I ate a piece of the placenta because the founder she said it's really good for the healing the process healing process and also for like giving iron to back to the body and um so i she took a piece from the placenta and gave me and then i could have a date after and drink, drink some coconut water so i didn't chew on it but i just swallow it whole yeah. and i was quite mm. surprised that uh, uh that uh, she had a piece of the placenta because you know we are also eating plant-based so uh, Mm. many uh, melanie hadn't eat meats for many 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 years but uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was amazing to see yeah and also we kept the placenta attached because we wanted to do a lotus bird so they put salt on it and uh, fixed it Mm. could you talk us through a little bit what a lotus birth is what what is that what does it mean you keep the placenta attached till it falls by itself. So you put salt and herbs on it, uh, uh, usually rosemary and other herbs, and you put it in like a basket or like a bowl or something. <laughs> we had it in a basket mm-hmm. because we also do elimination communication, so we didn't use any diapers. 
So we didn't have, both our kids are diaper free from birth. Uh, so then why that's why we want to have a basket so we could put the basket under our arm and to take them to the toilet. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just so much easier. But it took like four days and then the placenta got attached or fall away by itself. And, wh- and what do you do when it falls away uh, on itself? What do you do with the placenta? Um, this placenta, our lowest placenta, we had an um, empty coconut and we put it in sorrelin and we planted a dunya seed. Mm. But the, dur- <laughs> the durian didn't last because we were thinking maybe we plant it in Bali, just have a durian tree there. But the durian died, we were on a vacation a week and the durian, or a weekend and the durian died. So then we just um, took the whole coconut thing with us in the back, in the back when we were uh, backpacking when we were uh, we were going to Sweden to meet our parents. So now it's uh, still in Sweden. We're gonna plant auroras and indigos uh, placenta under the same tree in Sweden. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. <laughs> I think it's the first time we have anyone on the podcast talking about a lotus birth. Yeah, we wanted to do that because more like spiritual and more connected. So it's easier. It's an easier way to come to Mother Earth for the baby because then they can have their little sister, little brother that you call the placenta is their little sister or brother with you. Mm, yeah, for the first, in the first time. And also when um, the uh, aurora came out, this blood stopped. So it was not like an emergency because then that's about what they want to see. If we still continue coming blood, then I would probably have to go to the hospital or something. But the blood mm-hmm. stopped coming after. So it didn't come because usually it's like you give birth and it comes from blood. But for me, it was mm-hmm. uh, the blood came first and then Aurora came out and it stopped. The blood stopped anyway. And they also did like a herb. They cooked some herbs. I think they do that in Bali, like cook some different healing herbs and they put like a warm. Um, towel and the herbs and they put uh, on the vagina after the birth just for the healing mm. um, so they did that and she was on my chest and they shaked her a little bit um, and uh, I didn't tear anything so they didn't have to do any stitches so they started cleaning and uh, we used to wait after like one and a half hours, they wait her, I think. Yeah, they clean you and wash uh, yeah, and and the two midwife helping you giving a shower. Yeah, after they uh, um, weighed her and did have all the checkup, um, two midwives just went with me to the bedroom. They have all prepared the bed and everything with um, like that and they... Um, uh, gave me a shower and washed me really nice and Aurora was then laying on the bed I think with you yeah yeah on the bed with me and they had wrapped, wrapped her around in the blankets yeah so. they did like a wrapping on her I don't know what it's called I think mm-hmm. they do in Russia also I don't know what it's called in English but they wrapped the baby so it's like really close like it's really tight yeah really tight yeah mm-hmm. uh, so she was laying in the bed and uh, then after they when they were washing me, they cleaned outside, so everything was clean. When I came out, like all the pool was gone and everything was ni- really nice and tidy. So, and then they were like, bye bye, see you tomorrow. I think it was like 11.30 oh. or something, like three okay. hours after the birth. And like, bye bye, see you tomorrow. We were like, okay, now we're standing here with the baby. Yeah, what we're doing now? Okay, all right, we have yeah. a baby. Yeah, okay. So we was just going to bed and um, 
and then then and we took her to the toilet some in the night also yeah. and it was like uh, really like special but it was like so weird to go and go to bed just after you have a baby but it was like okay and then in the morning they came with breakfast and in the morning was uh, before they came Tobias was about to go and cut up a coconut for me yeah and uh, you know we are in that amazing bubble uh, of amazing uh, high energy when uh, you know, in that sort of amazing aura, Melanie wanted a coconut, so I went uh, over where we had a pile of coconut and was going to cut one of those. And I was in that bubble, so I didn't see or recognize the glass that was straight in front of me. So I just I went uh, towards the coconut and I heard a crack under my foot and starting to feel an enormous pain under my foot. And I lifted it up and I had cut the foot uh, with the glass as it was start pouring blood you know when you have a cut in your foot it's lots of uh, blood veins so it started to get like <laughs> blood all over the place when I was walking up and try to you know find something to uh, put on the cut and at during the same time, I think well, it was five minutes ago. No, the they were because the midwives were about to come um, to just do a check up after the birth, and uh, because in the morning to come with breakfast, and and I wrote bef to them before so they wouldn't be scared because there was so much blood all over, like on the floor, because he went outside and it was blood in the kitchen, it was blood on the floor, it was blood in the bedroom, and it's like, uh, by the way, don't be scared, it's not my blood. <laughs> <laughs> or not the baby and uh, it's Tobias and they, they said oh we're going to come with ambulance maybe we have to take him to the hospital but they checked and uh, they said it, it was it's not deep it was just on the it's side. more on the sideways yeah. than uh, deep in, in so that was yeah. lucky we didn't need to do any stitches or anything so <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so Goodness. So uh, first, the first weeks, uh, both of us couldn't swim in the pool <laughs> because we <laughs> had a cut and I had birth. So, so we were just looking at the pool. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was like a compassionate way of not going in the pool then. <laughs> yeah. 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 So and also in Bali, uh, it's like a spiritual thing. They after the one days after the birth, you are. You should be inside the house with the baby. So I did that also. I was only home. Uh, I, I think was it's home. 42 days. No, it's 31 in Bali. Uh, so uh, one month uh, after birth, you are uh, you shouldn't leave the house. You can be out in the garden, but you shouldn't leave the house. And the first week, you should be only in bed. So I was first week, I was only in bed. Tobias was serving me breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> in the bed. And we were eating in the bed. We did everything in the bed in a way. Um, and we were hanging out with Aurora there. Tobias went up shopping, but I was always home, and um, so I was inside for thirty-one days. And it felt so weird going out after thirty-one days. I can imagine how if you are like inside longer, uh, if you are like in prison or something, because it was so weird, like seeing all the people, and it was like so hectic because you've been like in this mm -hmm. bubble with your baby, and it's like whoa, the world is chaotic outside. <laughs> Especially in Bali, you know, how it is with motorbikes and everything. Like... Oh, that sounds wonderful, though, to be able to stay at home. Did the midwives come and see you on more occasions afterwards? Yeah, the, all the checks up and everything afterwards was at home. So it was mm -hmm. really nice. You, can, you didn't have to leave the house. And like, you know, in Bali, it's many restaurants that want, like, do home delivery and you can get everything delivered. So 
we had a lot of home like delivered food and it was it was really nice and in Bali also you have when you rent a villa you also have cleaning so we had cleaning three times a week so we didn't have to do like no cleaning no washing <laughs> so it was really nice we just cooked food and we were like in this bubble like um that like sounds happy bubble. wonderful <laughs> so yeah it was, it's that's the best thing with Bali because it's like you get so pampered in a way yeah and how long did you guys stay there after yeah. Aurora was born Some six, months, six, uh, yeah, six months yeah before uh, when after she was born and two months before so uh, a total of eight months that t- period of time yeah and how was that with a baby arriving with no baby and then having a baby afterwards and traveling around how was that it was okay I think um because we already had talked through it so much with each other and we said, okay, we just take our time to, it's going to be a new experience, but it's going to be a nice experience. And I think it's been really great for us. Yeah. Yeah. But it was more to think of like also with the paperwork when you give birth in another country. So we had to, uh, get you know uh, this birth certificate uh, and uh, went to the consulate of Sweden in Sanur from Ubud where we live and uh, get uh, these papers uh, uh, sent out to the Swedish uh, uh, what's called the Swedish consulate that uh, uh, send it over to Sweden so we could make a passport uh, or a what's called a temporary ID number uh, and after we got the temporary ID number, we needed to get a passport for Aurora. So we had to flew when she was, was it seven weeks? Yeah, seven to weeks. To Jakarta uh, to get a passport photo and uh, all that. So it's uh, more to think of also when you give a birth in a different country that uh, lots of uh, different details that yeah yeah it's not it's not the smoothest process no. i've done that too with both of my children so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> it's a lot of paperwork yeah. and takes a long time and mm-hmm. you have to pay yeah. more for everything and yeah 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 oh that's great wonderful is there anything else from aurora's birth or postpartum that you guys would like to share now she's, you know, she's been very, uh, not during the birth, but she was, she's uh, like, was an amazing character. Like, uh, we were watching her like uh, two weeks after the birth. She was looking in the sky and she was following something. And I asked, um, in that uh, stage, you should, you know, only see maybe a meter in front of you or something. But and I was looking up in the sky and high above there, it was birds flying. And I asked, is this amazing? Uh, uh, a baby, you know, like her watching birds that are flying uh, 20 meters above. Because she was really, you saw she was following them with her eyes where the birds were flying. So it was clearly that she was seeing it. So she felt like a very special child. Yeah, she was like always like really connected. And people said it always starts to go, whoa, she looks really like she understands. Like she was like with her eyes, she was like looking at things and like really in touch with the world in a way. Yeah. Yeah, she was aware of everything that's happening and uh, 
very like we're doing elimination communication so uh, when she wanted to go to bed i mean when she wanted to go to toilet in the middle of the night she you know uh, wake up and start pulling me in the beard like dad wake up i want to go and pee <laughs> mm -hmm. can you actually talk us through that also what does elimination communication mean um it's a little bit like this people do it uh, like you look at the um, baby's signs the um, signing and maybe doing like different um what's called uh, doing with their hands they can sign show language. sign language they can show with like different like because when you take them to the potty it's like nice to pee and um, they mm. do or uh, uh, or something like so they so they learn so they learn so they learn um, different s sounds so they sometimes after a while they start like take, doing sounds also when they need to go and you see like a clear like pattern in a way after a while um, but some people do like they have diapers on part of the time and take them away and take them to the potty but we did it 100% like we only had diapers like cloth diapers when we Flying, or flying or, or going, going in taxi. taxi because it's well, so much easier because it's hard to stop a taxi and stop a, like in the plane because yeah. uh, we didn't know if you we were standing in line uh, if, if, if because babies they can't really wait like older kids they want to get older also when they need to pee they need to pee so yeah uh, but we did 100% diaper free uh, but some people do it with also diaper. So you look at the cue signs and take them to the potty. And it's also more better for the babies because, and for the environment also, but for the babies because they don't have any diaper rash. Uh, it's easier to move and um, they are, you get more connected with your parents in a way because you, you can show um, your needs. And uh, mm -hmm. the parents can see them. So it's really a deep connection with the parents and the baby as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the first on the podcast also to hear about this. I've heard about it before also. I have had clients who have done this. I, I think it comes with, um, with the way that you're living your lives a little bit also. Like, because I'm thinking about it in my apartment in Prague uh, versus like being out closer to nature and being able to just go wherever when it's not winter time and stuff and but maybe I'm wrong am I wrong about that no I, I exactly if we were like living in like cold climate it would be really hard because we did mm. when we were in the indigo like a week when we're in just visiting in now in the winter and it was really harder because you have so much winter clothes on when you too much clothes too much things and when she, <laughs> he want to go to toilet he, it's almost been an accident because it's too many layers to take off and yeah especially when you're outside in a winter climate it's nearly impossible you know imagine you know okay you have to go and pee okay it's uh, 10 minus outside but we take off your clothes and you can pee here you know it's not really yeah. the most uh, good way i think yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it really depends where you live, I think, also, because it's so much easier if you're in a warm climate. Like, you can mm. almost be half naked and just go in the yeah. garden also to pee. Exactly, exactly. 
So how did you guys know that you wanted to have a second child or did you plan your second um, baby? No, we didn't plan anything. We just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing here is also even two months before we knew that Melanie were pregnant, uh, Aurora all of a sudden start playing that she was having yeah. a baby, Aurora, I mean, uh, Melanie were having a baby, you know, playing midwife, and she wanted to do it nearly every day. Yeah, we didn't playing reflect, like Humbert. Yeah, having Humbert, and we didn't reflect so much about it, but uh, uh, we went in uh, September uh, to a health uh, center in Sweden to do a promotion video for them as we... Do, I mean, lots of filming our own YouTube channel and also, you know, helping other that, you know, want promotion videos. So that health home wanted a promotion video. So we were spending, uh, we were spending a week there filming and uh, they have some of this amazing organic food uh, every day. And we normally loved the food. Uh, it was okay the first, no, we were yeah, there yeah. like 10 days, but first week was sort of really nice. And we were like eating lots and was like, mm, really good, but I had a little yeah. bit tired. And all of a sudden you said, also we were there, they had a pool there and uh, it was uh, quite warm uh, uh, inside pool. And Melanie said, oh, I'm so freezing, I'm freezing so much, but it was still warm and I felt it was a bit weird. And then a couple of days after, when we had this amazing buffet, all of a sudden you... Yeah, I said, like, this doesn't taste really good. Like, it was like, have I eaten too much of this? Like, I was like, you're not feeling nausea, but it was like, oh, it's not, doesn't, I don't, can't feel the taste. Like, it doesn't taste good in a way. I don't feel like we're eating different things I really liked. And, and then we didn't think about it so much. And we uh, rode back and I was like, after we came from that place, I started feeling a little bit like nausea. I was like, it's really uh, weird. I was like, maybe I'm like pregnant. So I was like, because now we had did it one time and it's like, maybe I'm pregnant. Like, we sh maybe we should take a test. Like, uh, so we did a test and we were all sitting outside on the patio. And me, Tobias, <laughs> and Aurora was like, okay, we, we turned it at the same time. We turned it at the same time. One, um, two, three. <laughs> and then we saw it um, that I was pregnant. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, and Aurora, she was first like, um, she was first a little bit sad yeah. that um, we we're going to have another baby. I don't know why, but she was like, the first week she was a little bit like mad and sad. Yeah, start hitting you a lot and yeah. uh, were angry. And... Um, but I think it was like we, um, like process for her, like okay, now my parents gonna have another baby and how it's gonna be for me um, mm -hmm. so but after a week she was really happy about it and uh, and uh, we didn't want to tell her parents so we said that we're really, oh, we gonna have this as a secret <laughs> but <laughs> we, uh, but uh, it was one went okay because we were leaving in uh two weeks yeah two weeks to go to spain, spain. so we mm. then we were like oh where should we give birth now because it was the pandemic and uh, so we're starting to think maybe we can go to Ireland in, in uh, some island in uh, Spain so we're connected with a midwife in, in a, on an island here in Spain but 
uh, then suddenly, um, like before, like one month before we were going there, because we want to go in time, we, now, now this time I said, now I want to be like in place uh, where I'm going to give birth maybe four months before, I said. So uh, we're going to go and just relax the last month uh, at the place so we are already prepared. But then suddenly, one month before we were going there, she said, um, no, I'm stopped giving home birth. It's so messy for me. Uh, I can't do it anymore. And I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, because we had planned everything there. So then we we're thinking, but where should we go now uh, to give birth? Maybe we should go to Bali again. So we started planning to go to Bali then. Uh, we talked to the midwives again. Oh, we we thinking of getting Bali, but the borders didn't hadn't opened, and we paid for the visa, and it was like thousand euros for visas for all of us three. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, because the visa agency um, she fooled us, she said, "Oh, it's gonna open, it's gonna open," and so we paid the visas uh, because we were like, "Oh, but now we're gonna go to Bali, so we better that we pay, so we are in good in place in line when they open." But then mm -hmm. they didn't open, um, so. And this is in the pandemic, I guess. Like it's this twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this yeah. was in the beginning of twenty twenty one. I think it was like. Mm. January, February, mm. and then we we were talking to um, a guy that's from Spanish Hebrew kombucha. He's also been in Bali. Uh, we never met him, but we uh, we tried his kombucha and we asked him, "Do you know anywhere we can find a home birth?" Because then it was like we can we now we can't fly anywhere. We have to give birth mm. here in Spain, so we, it's impossible. We can fly to Sweden maybe, but it's the last minute. Like we. I can't really fly mm. anymore soon. So we asked him, uh, do you know any birthing, home birthing midwives um, in Spain? Mm. And he mm. he sent us a site uh, with a lot of, like, I don't know if it was every, all home birthing uh, midwives in Spain, but it was like a site where it was maybe like 50 of them. So we, everyone mm. that had an email, we sent an email and asked them and we got two answers back. Uh, one from mm. Madrid. There was like she was only speaking Spanish, like a sp um, she was from Madrid. Yeah, Madrid. And uh, then the one uh, we chose um, that was living um, one and one and a half, one minute and forty minutes away in Orba, uh, up uh, in the mountains. Yeah, so and their funny thing with her was uh, I don't know if the universe aligned you with per certain persons, but. She was uh, actually, she had been in Bali and also volunteered for Bumi Sihat and Ibu Robin Lim, so they knew each other. So maybe it's something with the universe that made us connect with her in yeah. some way. The universe mm, wanted yeah. maybe the child to be born in Spain and also got to got connected with that person that also was in connection with uh, Ibu Robin Lim and Bumi Sehat in Bali mm. Mm. and she I wanted to have like because we had in Bali like, like spiritual midwives so we wanted to have uh, that and she was like into like a homeopathic natural birth and had started her own birthing clinic and mm. so she did home births and had this birthing clinic also because she got so inspired being in Bali so she wanted to open her own birthing clinic so she um so we started planning everything and uh, like uh, we both birthed um 
we have to pay from our own pockets because you don't have any insurance in Sweden like that pays for giving birth outside the country. Mm-hmm. So I think we paid like two thousand five hundred. No, three thousand dollar for Aurora's birth. Yeah, yeah three thousand for Aurora. I think um, it was almost the same with Indigo's. Yeah, but two thousand five hundred euros. euros. So and all and then this comes a lot with passports and everything. You know how it is. Um, yeah. Extra fees. Um, so we started, so we paid her and we started looking for a place to stay there. She said it's really hard because it's like a small town with only 3,000 people, no, 2000 yeah. people uh, living there. So it's really small town and it's not so many villas out for rent. It's the many empty villas because, but not so many people that rent them out. So we started searching or searching like everywhere and starting close by cities also it's like oh i i already felt like i uh, the place i was on painting it i already had in my mind what i wanted to have so i was like uh, i was like things came up like Tobias, maybe we should just take this so we have a place we can't wait i was like no 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 we're not gonna take that place um it's not i can't work there i, I already felt it in during the to, to the photos i was like no <laughs> something wasn't co- gonna come up yeah and then uh, we're sitting um, we're sitting because I put up uh, on Facebook in different groups and then uh, a Friday evening um, so like I think it was like 11 um, a mom uh, or she was a lady that wrote to me and tagged the one and then I started to talking to her and um, she had a that the, the one I have man, like wanted to manifest, like the villa, it was really up in the mountains, really beautiful view over the ocean and the valley and everything. And I was like, whoa, this is perfect, the perfect house. And so we talked to her and then it was Friday, like almost midnight. And then Sunday morning, we already moved there. <laughs> so yeah. it was really like last minute. It was amazing. Imagine the most beautiful things you can see in life. A green valley underneath you, mountains in the background. You see the um, the ocean also in the background. So it was the calmness and the connection to nature. It was very hard to find somewhere else. Yeah, but it was not really, um, it was not, uh, I wanted to be uh, um, like in place faster, but this was in the beginning of April. April, I think we moved there yeah. and uh, the or in the middle of the April I mean and uh, the baby was due 12 of May so we only had like a couple of a month before yeah. uh, in the villa before the baby arrived uh, so I didn't with Indigo I didn't do I really didn't know if it was a boy or girl but we didn't do any checkups um, because we were in Sweden mm-hmm. when I found out we were pregnant and I just went for checkup they just do blood test uh, because when we were just going to fly and then in Spain we didn't do anything. I just went for a, because we were going to do a home birth again. I wanted to just do um, um, what's it, ultrasound and that also you have to pay for yourself. So we went to a private clinic to, to do the ultrasound and I didn't do any checkups before the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, last month of birth. Um, so and then um, because we're going to have a home birth she came to visit us and she came every week um, before he was born uh, to do checkups so it was really nice she went to come to came to our house and did so we moved in there and um, she started to come every week 
uh, to just listen to the baby, you have to pee on a stick, yeah. uh, to just see, I don't know what they look at it, but, uh, but they probably look at if you have like urinary intract, uh, infection or I don't know what they look, but you have to pee on a stick and uh, yeah, she was measuring the belly and everything. And Aurora was really interesting and she was playing a little bit with Aurora and she thinks it was really, really fun to have like a midwife there and they were like, it was really nice because it was more, you get to know the midwife because it was like in your house, but you were renting, but it's you in your house and also like they were like playing each other, we just relaxed, it was not like a time period, okay, now we have to be like here, test to test and like go home. It was like relaxed, mm -hmm. we were talking a lot and uh, um, she did the measurements and everything and we were talking and Aurora was playing and could be with me all the time. That's the good thing with the pandemic also when we were, go um, were here in Spain. Tobias and Aurora could come with me to the ultrasound and all checkups at home. Aurora was always uh, with me looking and she also did acupuncture every time she came. Every week she came mm. and she did acupuncture also. Yeah. Did you tell them something about Aurora's reaction about uh, if it was a boy or girl? Uh, no, I haven't. No, okay. Yeah, Aurora, she always said... Uh, uh, it's a little brother and we just said you know to her you know uh, you never know with babies it can it can come out a boy or a girl no it's a little brother she was very very you know uh, uh, <laughs> got very angry and upset if we said that it could be a girl mm -hmm. I don't know if she also with her strong intuition she probably had connection with indigo long before we had it yeah because she was like every time was like Maybe it's like a girl, or we don't know if it's a boy girl. She was like, no, it's my baby brother. So we we started actually calling the belly <laughs> baby brother. Mm. Oh, now it's do you want to say goodnight to baby brother? So every night she would crawl down in the bed because we were co-sleeping. So she crawled down to the belly and was like, talk to belly a long time. Everything is going to be all right when you come out. And she's always said, goodnight, baby brother. I love you. And she was like always talking to the belly. Like, everything's mm -hmm. gonna be alright when you come out. Every, every evening she said that. <laughs> I don't know why, but everything's <laughs> gonna be alright. Uh, so she was always talking to the belly. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, where was I? Um, so we moved into the house, we did all the checkups, and the due date was 12th of May. But it, you know, as everybody that has kids know this, it's just a date. It doesn't mean that the baby comes. That date can come earlier or later. Um, so um, we were just hanging out. We were like going to the beach. We were going to playground and driving around. And I was doing a lot of meditation, yoga, and uh, we were walking a lot because it's like it's so really like a lot of mountains there. So we were up and down. I love love walking when I was pregnant, and we as like in life, I, we really like enjoy walking a lot. So we were walking every morning, we took a long morning walk before breakfast and always uh, the pool was a little bit cold but we were swimming in the pool every morning, just having a cold, cold swim. So we were moving a lot uh, when I was pregnant, it was, I felt really good and I didn't have any pain. This pregnancy I didn't have any like uh, food loosening, any pain um, and it was, it was a lot easier birth, like um, pregnancy. It was easy with Aurora also. But with Indigo, it was a lot easier. I don't know if it's because it's a boy or a girl, I don't know. But uh, with Aurora, I was like, maybe had nausea and sick for like two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. A little over two weeks, three weeks. 
but uh, with indigo it's only one week and then when we first week in spain when we found out then we flew to uh, spain it just stopped uh, so it was really nice uh, and how did you know uh, that you were going into labor was there a were there any signs or this time around as well similar the water didn't break no mucus plug either um so um it was six days over due date um uh, so it was 18 of may and i woke up i woke up almost like every night at the same time just to go to pee so i went to pee and i was like after i peed I was like i had some uh, straight after i peed I was like some pain in my belly I was like, do I need to go to the toilet? Uh, what's going kind of, It was not like a contraction, it was just, just pain, like in my belly. Not really hard, but it was like pain. Um, so I was like, hmm, what should I do? I was <laughs> standing in the mirror taking some photos of the belly. I was like, maybe it's the last photos. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I went to wake up to be, so I was like, maybe I just should tell him, should I go to bed? No, I should just wake him up. I was like, I don't know if something is happening, but um, I just feel some pain. It's not the contra contractions, but it's like some pain in my belly. And we decided, because I think it was like, four o'clock in the morning yeah four o'clock. Uh, so i thought maybe we should just call the midwife um so they know because one of the midwives had to drive two hours to come to the, to the birth yeah um, so i just called the midwives and said everything was starting but it was no panic but just so she can know so that the midwife uh, were in good time to yeah. arrive if, if it would start faster yeah, so we were just like, we don't know if it's going to start, but uh, we are having no water break, no mucus plug, nothing, uh, but just some pain in the belly. So we, they said, okay, go back to try to go back to sleep, and uh, I'm going to call the other midwife, and so she can start driving here. Uh, so we tried, but we were like, oh, so excited. So we, <laughs> it was hard sleeping, but we tried to sleep a little bit, and we, then after like, half hour or something, maybe we should just go and fix the pool. Because um, I told the midwife, because this time I said, I want to manifest, I want to have the birth during the day. It was so lovely, like the daylight and just be able to cuddle and just uh, have a birth like in daylight. I was like, she said, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it can come at night. I was like, mm, but I, this is what I want to manifest. I like said to her, uh, because I wanted to give birth outside again. Because we had a patio outside and you overlooking the pool and the valley and the mountains and the ocean. So I was like, here I want to give birth. I was like, I want to give birth here. But she said, oh, maybe you have to have a plan B. So plan B was in, if it was in the middle of the night in the living room um, in the house. But I, I was like, oh, I want to give birth outside. So, so I was like so happy when it started like in the night um, because it was going to morning. Uh, but I didn't know if it would take a long time. Maybe it would come in the night. But we have so. We, but we went outside to prepare the pool in the patio. Uh, so I went outside and it was pitch dark and the, the only like um, was light from the uh, what's called the the, the lamps? no from the stars okay. <laughs> from the stars and it was like the moon was shining it was really magical it was in the dark and filling the pool and then i started to have some small construction contractions when we were out there filling the pool i was like whoa um probably because i didn't know it was like 
maybe it's not a start because I didn't have any con uh, uh, contractions. So I was like, maybe it's just some pain. And why, why are we here outside fixing the pool? But then we started and it was like five minutes apart uh, around. And we went up to bed again, trying to sleep a little bit. Still five minutes apart. And uh, around seven, I said, okay, now I'm going to go out swim because the sun went up and I'm going to go out swim in a cold uh, pool. <laughs> So um, I went out in the pool and to and swimmed and every time I got a, contr a contraction I stopped and laid over on the side of the pool just because I felt like I want to every uh, I want the body to be able to work so I was just gonna relax every time so I, I swim swimmed and then stopped every five minutes to just breathe <laughs> and then it stopped I started swimming again and we after the swim we took some photos I think outside and we went inside um, because this time I said I, this time I want to try to have sex before uh, giving birth also so we had sex mm -hmm. and then after that we woke up Aurora and said uh, I think time was around eight something and we said to her I think it's um, I think your baby brother because we called it baby brother your baby brother is coming today or maybe today um, so like she was really excited and yeah super happy and very thrilled oh when is the baby coming because she wanted to be because we asked her she wanted to be at the birth uh, so we have fixed uh, a lady that could come also um to take care of aurora because we didn't want to her we want wanted something happen we want her to feel like safe that she had somebody she could yeah give her things and uh, just have somebody because we didn't have any relatives there so we just wanted to have have somebody that you can be with so we called them also that's probably starting now so they could be prepared yeah so also we called the photographer we had that was going to film the bird this time because it was too much we felt uh, last time to you know help support giving birth and uh, measuring the camera at the same time it didn't really work out no. so good so the photographer also came and uh, not came we called her yeah and um and then we i went out in the kitchen made a big green smoothie and i was sitting on my ball and um, the contract then the contractions was like three minutes part i think it was around 8 39 and i said to we call the midway no it was not eight nine it was like eight something eight fifteen maybe right? yeah something like that and yeah, and after that we said, oh, we're going to go for a walk. We called the midwife, oh, you don't have to do anything. Like, we're going to go for a walk because I wanted to go just around the block. Maybe it was really like high up down, <laughs> like the, because we were living in like in a mountain. So, and I put my shoes on and I was like, and then it hits like, like hard con uh, contractions. Uh, I was like, whoa. Uh, and I tried to relax and I was like, I can't go. I can't go like uh, we have to go around the house because we're living in the mountains so it was like stairs down and it was the pool and then you had to take stairs up to go inside the house uh, so okay we'll go around the house and uh, Tobias called the midwife I think you have to come now uh, <laughs> because um, she, she feels like the baby's coming soon and like I was like it was so weird because it took so long with Aurora and I was like okay we go around the house and then we go down to the patio and uh, where the birthing pool is and I think it was like 8.30 or something and we were there and um, I was sitting on, because we had a birthing pool and we had like a big, um, it's called mattress on the side. I was sitting on the mattress and then 
then um, the the photographer came. Yeah, photographer came. So she came first. Uh, so she was uh, put everything up, uh, and I was I was still like really conscious, like I was talking, but I didn't have any uh, contractions. So I was like talking to everybody, and we took some photos. And uh, but I was like when I had I had to um, had my hand every time I got the contractions, I had to close my eyes and had my hand over. Like oh, like try to relax like the whole body so the body could work. And then uh, called the midwife said, oh, are you coming, are you coming? And then they came, I think it was around 9.45 or something. The midwives came and they started to pink. They had flowers with them. They prepared the pool with some flowers. They went inside the house. They, they prepared the house or something. And they came down and um, I said, uh, can I jump in the pool now? And they checked me and like heartbeat and everything was okay. Um, but then when I was about to jump in the pool, uh, also a bit blood uh, on the floor. I said, "Is this okay?" I remember that she's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's no worry. Like you, you can just jump in the pool." And I jumped in the pool. I think it was around nine. Yeah, something around nine. And I jumped in the pool, and w- straight away when I jumped in the pool, um, I was like, "Like what is this? Like I feel like I'm going to throw up and like." It can't be right because I was prepared for maybe giving birth middle day, at least yeah. because it was like morning. So I was like, "What is this?" And she's like, "Oh, the baby's coming soon." And she's like, um, uh, so "She called Aurora because the one that was taking care of Aurora just came. <laughs> she, she had a lot of things with them so they could like play with and everything." So she's like, "Okay, Aurora, Aurora, the baby's coming," and I remember that. So Aurora, like, so everybody was standing around the pool in a way. And uh, I was like, I was not prepared for it, like, um, to be so quick. Um, because I only had like a couple of the big uh, constru- uh, contractions. So I was like, not prepared for it. Um, so I had, I don't know how many, contr- uh, but then um, I had maybe one contraction in the pool and then it started like this. Uh, like uh, I was like wow and I, and I when I jumped in the pool I could feel like the baby was like in a, like an elevator it was bloop it went down mm-hmm. like straight away and um, and she asked me oh now the head is coming and like do you want to feel so both me and Tobias feeling I don't think Aurora no, she didn't feel ahead, but we. But it was amazing to see in the daylight now we could see the whole process also and it's such amazing feeling of what you reckon, you know, just feeling the head. It was incredible. Yeah. And he was also like in the sack because the water didn't break. Um, so um, everybody was standing next to the pool and I was inside. The, I was by myself in the pool. Um, so mm-hmm. Tobias and everybody was standing outside the pool and I was um, squatting, but I was not squatting. Like I was had my back next to the pool. Uh, uh, because I been, first I was hanging over the pool, but then I went and had the back on the pool, um, and um, and the head came out. But uh, his uh, they didn't tell me, but his one of his I think it was the right arm was on his head. So the both the arm and the head came out at the same time. That's why she said it took a little bit longer, but she didn't tell me. So in the middle, uh, like. And I felt like my body wanted to move, so I, I had to like, um, what's or called twist around, twist, twist my body in a way. She said it was afterwards. She said it was really good. Probably your body felt like you needed to twist. 
So I twisted, uh, left my bum up a little bit from the pool and then the head could come out of the arm and then the whole body came out and I went down in the pool again and he came out and I just put, took him up. We didn't know if it was a boy or girl so we, I took him up and then they, uh, the midwives came, gave me some um, towels and everything from him. And he was like, wah, wah, screaming. <laughs> I don't know what he was like, wah, screaming. And she, she stopped, uh, but Indy was like, screaming, And he stopped screaming for a long time. And uh, I was like, yeah, I love you. You can hear it, like, because we were filming. Good job, mom, good job. She was like, really, really happy and jumping around in the back. And like, yay. And it took yeah, a long time. Baby coming, baby coming. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, really, really happy. Um, so it's nice to see it afterwards because we filmed it. Um, so yeah. he came in the pool and I picked him up. Uh, so it was really nice to, um, because with Aurora, I didn't see when she came up. So this time I could like pick him up also uh, on my chest. Uh, and we were laying in the pool. And we were in the pool, I think probably like 40 minutes or something. Uh, yeah, not even that. It went... So no, I, I mean after the birth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. After yeah, birth. Yeah, 40 minutes. Be because like, we were absolutely. only like in the birth, like one hour, uh, 20 minutes before yeah. the birth, he came out in the pool. But uh, after birth, we were probably 40 minutes, one hour in the pool. And then I went up because we had um, uh, the. The. Called? The no, the. Um, we had a, a mattress on the floor. Yeah. So we uh, they mm. put some. Ta um, just some. Um, pillows and everything, so it's more. So we, I went up in the pool with him, could carry him to. Uh, I was sitting down, and they um, just checked. I didn't tear anything with him either. So they did in Spain. They do uh, um, mud. They mix with different herbs. So they did that and put was on it the green mud. Yeah, green and mud. put on the pubic bone. And uh, so I had that uh, for like half hour on there. Um, and they checked everything and because they were waiting also for the placenta to come but it took some time after the birth um for the placenta to come i was like <laughs> it's still stuck like inside like when is it coming but i think it took like 40 minutes yeah yeah uh, no longer one hour maybe because yeah I was one, hour, the, yeah, one hour because you were sitting down there and yeah i was not in the pool i yeah, was sitting down on the and then they were cleaning it because we, didn't want, we wanted to do a Bluetooth bird again, so they're cleaning it. And then they took one piece that I could swallow. Uh, and then she said, oh, maybe you, it's better to take three pieces more that you can have the days after. So they put that, took away, cleaned and took away like uh, four pieces. So one they could take and then three pieces they could take later and put in the fridge. Um, and, they, and then they put like salt and everything and prepared it. So we did there, and um, and they started cleaning everything and outside, and and uh, then they took me and showered me and, um, but no, they they measured him first, um, and we actually we did it without all. It took like one hour before we looked if it was a boy or girl, but with Indigo, I think we were almost like. Almost straight away, almost no, yeah, yeah, straight, away, almost straight away, but <laughs> like maybe it took like fifteen or twenty minutes. So like okay, well, now we can check. It's a boy, you had right Aurora, everyone's so happy, like, oh, it's a boy. Um, for us, it wouldn't care if it was a boy or girl, but for Aurora, it was really, she was, she, she said, oh, if it's a girl, we're going to give her away. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to have to change. No. 
Um, so we were really happy for her that it was a boy. Uh, so and then they washed me, and uh, then because they said, "Do you want to help up the stairs?" Because it was stairs up in for going inside the house. I said, no, 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 I can walk. So, um, so for me it was really okay because I was not even tired after this birth because it was so fast. She, because he came so fast, I was not prepared. I was prepared for like having a long, long like labor, like not long, but like five, six hours at least. So for me, it was like, I was like, okay, I can walk, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, so they washed me and uh, they said, do you want to go and lay in bed? I was like, no, I want to go down again in the patio. So we, I was like, uh, and then, so I want, so we were outside on, on the patio the whole day. Tobias went up and Aurora went up to make lunch and snacks and dinner. But I was outside there with, uh, we were all outside there we were playing and reading and uh, looking at the view, the mountains, the valley and the ocean. It was not until it started to get dark and uh, we went inside. So I was laying there. Yeah, it was so, one of these amazing days when uh, no clouds in the sky, the sun was shining all the time. And the days before and also some days after, it was quite cold weather. So it yeah. was like a, the perfect uh, He birth. chose the perfect yeah. day <laughs> to give birth. Because it was, uh, the days before it was a little bit cold. So if it had been cold, it, I couldn't be outside giving birth. So this day was like 23 or 24 yeah. degrees and it was sunny and it was so nice day i was sitting outside all day with him and looking at him uh it was so magical like the whole family is being together outside eating and doing everything this outside where he was born and then we went inside to just prepare for bed yeah so it was really yeah. a really really magical birth yeah it sounds like and how was um so the immediate postpartum um, with Aurora was you were inside um, for a month. Did you do the same with Indigo? Uh, we did the same with Indigo, um, but this time <laughs> it's actually were like 45, 41, 45 days, I think it was. Because he was born um, the um, 18th of May and we waited till midsummer, I think it's in the end of June. Um, so we waited... Um, Longer this time, I was inside with Indigo, uh, because then we would have to go and do some paperwork for him. So, but yeah, we did the same, and we did the Lotus birth and elimination communication, and and uh, yeah, Aurora and Indigo, they have like from the beginning, they really been like close. So they were sleeping. You could we I woke up in the night, and they were holding hands and. Uh, uh, they were she, sometimes she had her her hand on his head or they were really like because we were yeah, cold sleeping. Yeah, they were so attached to each other, really love each other. But uh, mm -hmm. also with Aurora, she don't understand. Sometimes he take his uh, he take her things and oh, why didn't he go? Oh, he's mm -hmm. a baby, you know. And he, you know, but uh, in the end of the day, they love each other so much. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, but. But yeah, in the end, it's it's always love there, isn't there? <laughs> oh, great. Is there is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't spoken about yet? I don't know. <laughs> maybe any references or anything that you've used that you could recommend to other parents? Uh, I don't know. I think most important things also is that you talking with your partner if you find out you're pregnant talk with your partner how you want the birth 
I know the work is on not always as you want it sort of but put up like this is how I like to have my bird uh, this is what we're gonna do uh, this is how we support each other uh, you can talk with baby in the belly explain things that was going that's going to happen like ultrasound and if you're going somewhere like I remember one moment we actually didn't tell Aurora that we were flying a helicopter over Stockholm uh, we just forgot mm -hmm. about it because it was so stressful when we were going there and the, the, when the helicopter started Melanie said stomach got super hard and was very you know unsettled in there so Aurora was not support prepared that we were going up in the mm -hmm. sky with this uh, bustling sound so uh, but I recommend talk to the bell explain everything that happened if you're going on ultrasound if you're going to do some checkups and stuff and also prepare the baby for birth we were also talking through and this is how it's gonna work and uh... yeah like we said uh, uh, you're gonna work with the uterus and you're going to you know go down working with the uterus and the body mom gonna help you and I'm gonna be beside and support you both and you know so the baby know what is going on and what's happening and uh, also like talk if you want um, like home birth if you want to do at a birth clinic if you want to do it at the hospital everything is you know whatever you feel like like we both felt most safe to be in doing it as a home birth but everyone have to mm. listen to each other and it's no wrong it whatever you choose if you choose hospital birth birth center unassisted birth or like home birth like we did so talk it through with your partner so you both are on the same level and Playing also as a mother or coming mother, explain to your boyfriend or husband what is going on in your body, look at videos together, talk through. So you are on the same level and work as a team because that is the most important thing. And also for mm -hmm. all the men out there, you know, listen to your woman when she gives you birth, what she wants and help her and be there 200% support on the side. And I know that feeling and many people, many men out there also maybe know that feeling. You want to take that pain. You see your loved one are in so much pain. You want to just take over that pain to you so she not have it. But mm. it's also amazing to see how a body of a woman can produce a human being, produce and give birth. It grow inside the body and you're feeling the touch, mm. the belly, you're feeling the kicks, you're feeling the baby alive in there. And then the amazing power of amazing woman power head out up for all, you know, woman out there giving birth because I've seen it twice and it's incredible, amazing and out of this world experience just be there on the side mm. and see this magical moment happen as a man also from that man's perspective. I think that's mm -hmm. uh, why one choose home birth also because you feel like you can be more a part of the birth in a way and mm. um, also the partner can be more part of the birth and be close by and yeah 
so that's why we also yeah. choose the homebirds to be so we can be more with each other in a way and be like sleep in the own bed and just don't have to go anywhere uh, because we mm-hmm. can just be home we didn't have to drive when we started we didn't have to drive anywhere we just be at home and we didn't have to go anywhere after birth either so and uh, we felt like yeah. that's a big part why we wanted to give birth at home. and also from uh, like uh, for men uh, give your woman and also as women uh, explore and see this uh, what is called premium premium massage is it called that melanie mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you can help your woman with the premium massage so it's easy enough and prepare i think we started with that was it like two months before the label no, no one month one month before the label uh, but it was not really like every day but it was like maybe yeah two, it was uh, two times when three we times had a week time to do it. Time. so yeah. it was it's very important also to do and be there for your woman because you're gonna do an fantastic incredible job out of this world or like over human experience that you guys go to be true <laughs> yeah because we wanted to do a like whole like 100% natural births but I also said if something happens um, of course I can take something but I want to have at least or some homeopathic or something but I wanted to do like listen to my body and just do 100% like a natural birth so it's not so it feels so nice to have two natural births um, just yeah. listen to the body um, but I understand women that want to have something uh, else um, but uh, for me I wanted to at least natural births if it was possible and one tip I want to do also is prepare for the birth like prepare your body for the birth like if you, you wouldn't do like a marathon or something and not prepare anything um, so do the thing you can I know people some have maybe pain but try to stretch try to prepare like eating good food and um, like prepare your body for this uh, big event because it's like the biggest um, biggest uh, thing you have done in your body like uh, it's like a marathon uh, thing <laughs> so you yeah, prepare prepare yeah. prepare for it that's my advice mm. yeah absolutely Oh, that's really great, you guys. Um, and and lastly, before before we end this beautiful story, would you guys like to share where the listeners can reach out to you if they have any questions or where they can find you online? Absolutely. As we said before, we filmed the birds and that's we're having a YouTube channel where we call uh, ourselves uh, Love Conscious Family. And there you can follow our live uh, uh, everyday vlogs and also you can see both Aurora's birth and Indigo's birth. Uh, also we do Instagram where you can follow us on Love Conscious Family. That is our international account uh, where we share our everyday life and also for all Swedish people out there and all other people also we have a Swedish account called Love Conscious Family SE so uh, letter S and E after Love Conscious Family uh, and that's all in Swedish and there we share also our everyday life and uh, uh, the way of living different uh, tips uh, you know and uh, what more do we share there? <laughs> Mostly family lifestyle now and more travels and uh, more 
conscious lifestyle, conscious family lifestyle. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I will be sure to link to all of these things on your show notes page so people know where to find you and to those. Absolutely. Um, and if you just want to reach out to us, just send questions, send uh, uh, we have uh, you can send us message or email you got uh, all the details there as well because uh, if you're inspired interested uh, no questions is too uh, strange or too uh, dumb to <laughs> ask because uh, we yeah. love to share and uh, love to spread the world about uh, healthy happy lifestyle and uh, our experience of uh, to homebirds yeah all right so thank you so much melanie and tobias for coming on the podcast and sharing your beautiful birth stories with me and with the listeners today thank you thank for you for having us Thanks again, Melanie and Tobias, for coming on and sharing your beautiful birth stories with us on the pod today. If you'd like to reach out to them, then you can head to their Instagram page, which is Love Conscious Family or Love Conscious Family SE for the Swedish version. I will also, of course, link to all of their all of their contact details on their show notes page on the website. And if you're out there and you'd like to share your birth story with me on the podcast one day then please don't hesitate to reach out at the nine months podcast at gmail.com thank you guys for listening i couldn't do this without y'all please give me a review if you want or send me a message and tell me what you think or what you would like to hear more of or anything else that's on your mind i am all ears thank you all have a wonderful week and i'll see you next week